0: Hey, hello.
1: Hello. Yeah. hello everybody and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones in Podcast. I am Dry joined today by Robbie. A hey. and in studio Sam. Hi. There is no E today. It is his birthday weekend and he's off celebrating with family and stuff. So we're just gonna, gonna so, do podcast thing without him.
0: So
2: his family's trying to give him
1: alcohol poisoning again? No, they went on like an actual family thing, like a theme oh. park. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Uh,
1: no alcohol poisoning this time.
2: <laughs> this time,
1: um, which also means for, well, I was gonna say for tonight's stream, but you're gonna be listening to this in the future when that stream has already happened, so never mind. Um,
2: yeah, I guess so, for any archive <laughs> reasons.
1: Yeah, for any archive reasons, he just won't be there for one week. Um, also, sorry about missing last week. I have have a bunch of dental stuff going on and I was in horrible excruciating pain
2: so yeah. I just I couldn't do it. Yeah, we we just came to the conclusion that's best to just take a week off just for your sake.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it's not great. I'll have more dental stuff coming up, not nearly as bad as what I've already gotten done. If I have <laughs> weird S's, that's going to be why cuz I haven't learned how to talk yet. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. This week the movie that we are going to be doing is Green Knight. Ooh. Yeah. um, It is two hours and nine minutes long. It is rated R for violence, some sexuality, and graphic nudity. Okay. Yeah, definitely not an <laughs> E-movie, it sounds like. It's definitely not an E-movie, for sure. Uh, There is one specific scene I can think of to where... I don't think he could watch a good fifteen minutes of this movie. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think minutes. That, I think he'd be super uncomfortable with all, the entire part of the movie.
2: <laughs> so yeah, uh, I actually have the book for The Green Knight, and I still need to read it. But I think it's kind of crazy that, uh, like an eighty-nine page book translates to two and a half hour, or a two-hour-long movie. Um, I will. I'll say, they stretch it.
1: They, yeah, that makes uh, sense. <laughs> they sort
3: of did the same thing, like with The Hobbit, though, because that. Book is fucking short, and they made mean, it yeah to three they turned movies. that to three movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, also, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. Uh, this is from, I, if I can get to his name here on the back of this thing because I didn't write it down in my notes. Um, directed by David Lowry and adapted to the screen by David Lowry, which if that name doesn't sound familiar to you,
3: it sounds familiar, but I so I can't connect it to anything.
1: He is also the person who wrote and directed a ghost story. Oh, okay. Oh. Dry's favorite director. uh, I wouldn't say favorite director, but that (laughs) might be one of my favorite movies ever. Um, Expect this to have about that same cadence. Okay. Okay. Uh,
3: (laughs) So a lot lot of nothing going on sometimes.
1: Uh, It's beautiful cinematography.
3: (laughs) Isn't this an A24 film?
1: It is A24, so is a ghost story.
2: Okay, yeah. Uh, they, have a lot, they have a lot going on right now,
1: actually.
3: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the Honestly, they're a,
2: good, like, they're a studio that makes really good movies.
3: Yeah, they're generally pretty decent. Yeah. I always get excited when I see another A24 film coming out.
2: Yeah. Um, so,
1: if anybody is also interested on where you can watch this, you can do so Hulu, Sling TV, Fobo TV, and Amazon Prime Video if you have super premium subscription with add-on. That add-on is Showtime. So, actually, it's on Showtime. Yeah. Um, and then you can also buy it, not rent, there's not a rent option, from YouTube, Voodoo, and Google Play for twelve
3: ninety nine. Man, no rent options anywhere?
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> it is a rather new movie, though. Like, it came out last year. Came out in 2021. It seems like Showtime has the streaming rights, so mm. that's just kind of where you're at with that one. Um... Yeah, it's it's actually kind of crazy that there's not even a rental option though. I'm actually kind of shocked by that.
2: Hmm. Um, <laughs> once again, newer movie like once it's been out for maybe like another year or two on video, like maybe you'll get another streaming option, but who can say? Since Showtime got a hold of it, yeah. I mean,
1: even newer things though, like even Scream came out this week, the newest Scream, and that has rental options. So it's just kind of it's weird. I think it's just because this one came out in 2021, which is like a weird. Era for movies yeah. to come out because this yeah. mo- the theaters were opening, but they weren't like open open yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, weird couple of years for cinema. It really has been actually. It really really has been. Um, anyway, before we get to talking about this movie a little more here, I'm gonna go ahead and ask Robbie. That's
2: me. What's up? How you been? Uh, I've been all right. So, I was gonna say the first funny thing when it comes like streaming rights and stuff like that. Um. I found out there was like a Warhammer 40k movie that came out some years past, and was Weird. looking for that online to watch. And turns out that like with all the convoluted, like everybody needs to have their own streaming services. Warhammer has their own streaming service. What Warhammer
1: Why? specifically?
3: Yeah, has Warhammer a specifically. Just does. streaming that movie?
2: Nope. Just uh, it's other things too. Like, um, I found out there was a couple fan made animations that got turned to like actual series, and animated series but like yeah it's one of those like if you pay uh sixty dollars a year Jesus. for it you can like Jesus. stream all the stuff are all of the movies and tv shows that they've made for warhammer that's uh, like lore.
3: a completely niche yeah thing. i felt like that was a very
2: niche thing too like like i'm into warhammer and i think that's really weird and niche <laughs>
3: yeah that's yeah. Weird. i found
2: that trying like i found that out trying to find a movie that i guess netflix produced for them back in 2010 because, like, I was looking at it, and I was like, okay, like, how come it's not on any Netflix because they Netflix produced it? And I, I think that might be the reason why, but I didn't want to give them 60 bucks to find out.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't either, actually.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah. that happened. Um, I had a weird two-week period to where, like, I didn't work any overtime.
0: Good for you.
1: Yeah,
2: and it was one of those, like, because, like, you can, well. I remembers because like there was one weekend that I took that Friday off because I had to like take care of some stuff that I'd just been putting off for a while now and sure, sure. go run some errands and then I uh the week after that they just didn't have any overtime work so they're just like yeah just no overtime work enjoy your weekend it's like okay cool and then <laughs> really it's like yeah we're not gonna force you to
1: uh, give your entire life away go have a weekend
2: I guess <laughs> but yeah so like I had a two week period to where I just worked the forty hours a week that most of humanity, I guess not most of humanity, but most of America does. And I had like that thing of like, wow, I was able to get a lot of things done. And then I looked at my paycheck this week, and I went, oh, oh, that's why I work so much overtime.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> too much, still, man.
2: <laughs> but that happened. uh A funny story did happen, which I think you would find pretty funny, at least. That happened yesterday. Whenever I was at work, was um, I was talking to one of the people who does quality control in the back, and uh. I was telling her, I can't remember where the or how the conversation got to that point, but I ended up telling her that like I went to Job Corps and that, like that's how I originally learned how to become a machinist and that's mm-hmm. how I realized like that I'm good at doing that. That's why I've been doing it for as many years as I've been doing. Sure, sure. And she's like, Oh, you were in Job Corps? I was like, yeah, I went to Job Corps and like did the math. It's like, oh yeah, it was like eleven years ago because you uh, can only be between the age of sixteen and twenty five to be in Job Corps. But, anyways, like she kind of gave me like a weird, horrified look for a second whenever I was telling her I went to Job Corps in my 20s. And the first word out of her mouth after I told her that I went to Job Corps was. I didn't know you went to prison. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she knows. <laughs> it's not prison. <laughs> it is prison, Robbie. Deal it's with
3: not. It. It's prison. Everybody I, gets a onesie.
1: I, you have the same <laughs> shitty meals. You have to wake <laughs> up at a certain time. You can't leave unless you're given a pass. It's, it's prison. Prison. I don't think you can leave prison even if you do have a pass. You can get a day pass, I think, for prison. No. Movie
3: stars can.
2: I mean, maybe for like <laughs> high-end <laughs> white-collar prison. <laughs> That's different, though. Yeah,
3: like the rich pris- prisons. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Like you know, one of those weird oxymorons where somebody embezzles money and so now they get to live off of taxpayers' money.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's good. It's totally how the system works.
1: Yeah, they, but yeah. It.
2: Apparently, she thought that I was talking about like work, re- uh, work relief lease program, but it, it's totally different. But yeah, I had that moment of I didn't know he went to prison. It's like no, I never
3: went to prison. <laughs> work release program, <laughs> basically.
2: Yeah. But yeah, I thought you'd find that pretty funny.
1: Yeah, that's great.
3: Good. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Sam, what's <laughs> yeah. been going on with you? Um, really not much at all. Same old, same old. Just kind of chilling at home and waiting for inevitability spring to <laughs> oh. happen. <laughs> More so, it's kind of still winter. So, kind of. I, it's.
2: Co- I was o- almost at the state that we lived in, but the state we live in, it, it's always like somewhat winter.
3: Yeah, we really didn't have much of a winter this year though. So Oh
2: man, there's going to be so many fires this year. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have much of a winter until spring started popping around the corner, then all the snow came. Yeah, actually.
3: Speaking of fires, there was a fire when I was uh driving over here yesterday. Yeah, yeah, there was.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could smell it. It was awful.
3: Yeah. Um yeah, cool.
1: Uh only thing going on in my life, like I said, is all the dentistry stuff. And then we kind of, we switched our studio area, so we have a much bigger area for everything now, mm-hmm. which people will be seeing uh, on the Twitch channel. Well, they'll yeah. see all the, <laughs> some of it. All the room it. we have for activities now. They will probably not notice that there is a much larger difference <laughs> yeah. uh, because we don't show it. But We will,
3: though. We will. Yeah, yeah. It feels incredible
1: <laughs> to, like, not have to sit into a ball. For yeah. once, yeah, and of, I'm not
3: like tucked into a little corner where I have to like fucking <laughs> maneuver my way out. <laughs> yeah, yes,
2: yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Hopefully, it doesn't get as hot in here.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, the dentistry thing is the only thing for me. Uh, this is gonna be gross for a second. I'm gonna talk about teeth stuff. Um, Go for I it. had six root canal or five root canals in one day. They're all my front teeth. Damn, um, super painful. It's, you're not supposed to have that many in one day. Oh. <laughs> um, everybody, when I tell that to. It's like, why? Oh my God, I didn't know you were allowed to do that. <laughs> I don't know if you are allowed to do that. <laughs> they, they did it anyways, apparently. They, they sure did. But one thing that people do not tell you about whenever you're getting your teeth ground away like that, and it's, I'm telling you, it's gonna be gross, <laughs> is the smell. The smell of your teeth being grinded off and shooting out of your face is atrocious. Just smells like bone. I don't know what the smell I've never smelt it, obviously. Like
3: burning. <laughs> Weird, burning. Because <laughs> I've like. Rot. Um... I've like um, used like a Dremel on like antler and like there's I I
2: feel like it's probably a similar smell. Yeah, Yeah, imagine it's
1: not a very good smell. It is unpleasant coming out of your face.
2: (laughs) I was gonna say I feel like it would smell like burning teeth because you have a drill going at you know ten thousand RPMs and grinding away at
0: everything.
1: It's awful. Um, Um, would not recommend. Take care of your teeth, people.
0: That's yeah. awful.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but enough of that nightmare. Let's talk about different nightmares. The Green Knight. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, neither of you have seen it. Nope.
2: No. Uh, whenever they did like all the advertisement stuff for it, though, I got interested in it whenever I found out like the actual lore behind everything, and I went and I bought the book. But because I work the crazy schedules that I do, I don't exactly have a whole lot of time to read.
1: Right, you got the uh, Tolkien adaptation, right? Yes.
3: You yeah. know what? You should do. You should just do audiobooks, honestly, <laughs> and listen to them at work. That would just be.
2: I should, but it's one of those like for the streaming services I already pay for. It. I had to figure out which one I get arm, uh, you know, get rid of so I can get Audible. Which yeah. one
1: do you use the least? Call them out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Call out all of the streaming services that I'm currently paying for. Um, but yeah, the Green Knight. <laughs> um. I did see it. I saw it in theaters when it first came out. I saw it on a fucking... I think I complained about this on post-credits, even. Um, I saw I saw it in just a shitty projection. Like, it was out of focus. It was super, super fucking dark. Yeah. The audio was weird. Like, I had a terrible experience watching that movie in theaters, and I still enjoyed it. Um, today, we will be watching the 4K version on uh, 4K UHD on a nice, bright
3: screen. Is this like the first time watching it since the theater?
1: No. I watched oh. the first half of it again when I bought it.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and it looks incredible. This movie is so beautiful. Okay. <laughs> like there are literally things that I didn't even notice were happening when I watched it in theaters.
3: Because <laughs> it was out of focus.
1: Yeah. it was awesome. And it was dark. It was a terrible, terrible experience. So yeah, we'll be watching the best possible version of this movie now um, as of this recording. And, yeah, I guess I'm just going to ask. Uh, I think Robbie knows a bit of what this is. So yeah, I, I
2: know a bit of, like, what it's supposed to be about. And, like I said, I got the book whenever I found out more about the Tolkien adaptation and everything. And I was like, yeah. oh,
1: this is really cool. And Yeah, so I think I'm going to ask Sam first, because I don't know what you know about it or not. What do you hey. think The Green Knight is about?
3: Well, you've told me a little bit. I know it has to do with, like, Arthurian um, stuff. And sure. Doesn't it, like, follow... Wayne or something like that? Yeah. Sir Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I know about it. And oh, so you like, don't some... know the actual
1: like story or anything like that?
3: No. Okay, interesting. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Um, We'll see. When I watched it in theaters, I had never read anything about this. I had no idea what it was supposed to be about. And so I'm not even going to lie, I came out of this a little lost, and I had to Google some stuff <laughs> about well, what was supposed to be happening in this movie, because I literally did not know.
3: Like the... I think everyone knows a little Arthurian like stuff like that, but I don't, I, I don't think you I don't think you know this one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this one's weird. <laughs> this uh, the be- uh, without uh, spoiling anything, this is kind of like 14th century Sir Gawain fanfic almost.
3: Okay, mm-hmm. well, I watched Merlin and that sort of like <laughs> Arthurian fanfic, fanfic yeah. and yeah. I love that show. <laughs> But um, remember,
1: this is
2: the director of a ghost story.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be as It's not super fun. fantastical.
2: <laughs> you might have Sir Gawain just watching somebody eat a meat pie for four minutes.
1: You might have that. Uh, Robbie. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen here?
2: So once again, like I said, like Sir Gawain fanfics, it takes place in like, Arthurian days because Sir Gawain was one of the Knights of the Round Table. Mm-hmm. And it mostly takes place through his eyes. And I know for the beginning of this film it is basically a knight with green skin comes and set are uh, and says like basically challenges somebody at the round table and Sir Gawain is the one who steps forward and ends up cutting off his head and he says that he'll come back a year later and i guess from what i can te- from what i've can tell from like what i already know this movie a lot of the movie at least is what happens a year later when the green knight says he- he'll come back for him
0: okay okay
2: um I'm going to read the back of the box, and the back of the box is,
1: if I even had this going into the movie, I think I would have understood it 100% of what was happening. <laughs> I didn't even know what the back of this box says about any of, any of this story at all. I went in just thinking this was a cool movie. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. um, here is the back of the box for The Green Knight. An epic fantasy adventure based on the timeless Arthurian legend, The Green Knight tells the story of Sir Gawain. King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew, who embarks on a daring quest to confront the eponymous Green Knight, a gigantic, emerald-skinned stranger and tester of men. Gawain contends with ghosts, giants, thieves, and schemers in what becomes a deeper journey to define his character while proving his worth in the eyes of his family and kingdom by facing the ultimate challenger. From visionary filmmaker David Lowry comes a fresh and bold spin on a classic tale, from the Knights of the Round Table. Cool, cool. So yeah, if I had even that, I would have had a much better idea of what I was watching in the theater.
2: They kind of just went in blind and like, what the fuck
1: is this? I came out thinking like, like, that was really cool and everything, but like, I don't think I understood 75% of what happened or why it happened in this at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think you guys are going in with a lot more ammo than I did.
3: Maybe, we'll see. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's kind of all I have on that. Uh, You guys want to go watch this movie? Yeah, let's go watch it. All right, we'll be right back with our thoughts on The Green Knight. And we're back from watching 2001's The Green Knight.
3: 2001.
1: Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Totally 2020 mean, 2000, <laughs> 2021's The Green Knight rather
2: directed by David Lowry. No no no, this is definitely filmed 21 years ago. <laughs> totally. Um All right. So I guess Sam,
1: what do you think of this movie? Um, non-spoilers.
3: Non-spoilers. Okay. I liked it. <laughs> you probably wouldn't think that since I was kind of starting to fall asleep. huh But it was very slow going. Very, very slow going. Super slow movie. Um She's she's just doing an
2: impersonation of me towards like the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um Yeah, I liked it. Um I think It's a little too dark sometimes. Just like.
0: Like the actual like lighting?
3: The lighting and stuff. But like, there's some really cool shots in it too. So It's yeah. honestly a gorgeous film. Yeah. It's shot extremely well. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's like very dark, I, s- I think they use the lighting all right for the most part. <laughs>
0: mm hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well, there's my non spoilery <laughs> thoughts.
1: <laughs> I guess I'll ask a question here to you. How confusing do you think the overall plot was?
3: Um I don't think the overall plot was that confusing. I think there's some bits in there that were a bit confusing that I don't really know how it connects to everything, but okay. But of course like movie based on book, like you're never going to get the whole context of everything, so yeah.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Uh, Robbie. So I also did like this movie. Um, I feel like in a weird way, this movie almost demands that you know the source material before you go and watch it. And in some ways, like if you don't know the source material, it is almost to a detriment of this movie. I would agree. But also I do say like this movie is very beautifully shot. It has lots of gorgeous scenery in it. <laughs> it's almost pretentious in the way it uses natural light though. Because, like, there's a lot of scenes that are dark just because it seems like they were in a dark environment and they wanted to use the natural lighting for it. And so it just didn't, like, really translate quite as well The film. You could make an argument that this director is extremely pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I feel like there is an argue. argument that this director is pretentious. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think, like, it was almost like he felt like he had to use natural light lighting for a lot of scenes. Like, there's some where the darkness actually, like, works really well with the movie. And there's other times that, like, It's like, okay, cool. You just can't see what's going on because it's dark.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) that was watching in 4K on a very well color balanced television. I spent a lot Mm -hmm. of time balancing the colors on that fucking thing. Now imagine me (laughs) in the...
2: Watching it on a broken projector,
1: on an essentially broken projector, I think being run by a (laughs) seven-year-old, just trying to figure out what's even
3: happening.
2: Yeah, I don't
3: know how you saw anything. Honestly,
2: yeah, I'm sure because there's a lot of scenes like they where it's dark to begin with, but they demand that it uses visual like interpretation in order to like tell what's going on with that scene. And so if you can't see what's going on, like you just don't know. What's happening in that scene?
3: Yeah, like the first, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes or something. I don't know how long it was. It may not be that long. It just <laughs> felt like that long. <laughs> it's like pretty much in the same room and it's really, really dark. That's it's a- lit okay, like the things that need to be lit, but it's still like. Are you, you know talking about know? the round table scene? Yeah. That's like 10 minutes. Oh. <laughs> 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 Never
1: mind. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was only about 10 minutes.
3: It's not
2: a very long part of the movie. I
3: feel like it was a long time.
2: <laughs> I mean, since I've already have, like made my little gripes about the movie, I will say, once again, the movie's very well shot for the scenes that you can't see. The scenery <laughs> shots are great yeah. in this movie. Yeah, they're um, really cool. Yeah. It does a really good job of setting a mood without having to say a single word. And that's one thing that I yeah. do like about this movie. And so, like, it's almost like you need that visual context because of that, because you can tell like, oh, you're supposed to feel this while looking at this scene. It's so that way. They don't just have to like out and say it, which to arm, uh, I guess the benefit of the actors is oh. the word I'm looking for. <laughs> like they did a really good job showing of like, oh, they don't have to say that. Like, you know, they're feeling this. They can just show it yeah. for these scenes. Mm-hmm. And he, they did very well with that. Um, also the CGI was fantastic in this movie too. Like, it is, yeah. In some <laughs> cases, like unless you're really paying attention, it's hard to tell if it's actually CGI or not, counting on what you're looking at. Um, I'm kind of curious where they actually filmed this because, like I said, the scenery is just beautiful in some of those scenes, and like it seems like it was almost like it could have been a set piece, but like maybe they just found the perfect location for some of these scenes whenever they're filming it.
3: I from I don't know, like it looked like to me as maybe it was like England or something like that, <laughs> or somewhere in Europe, but I, maybe, but they. They definitely, like, put some filters, maybe. Or they just filmed on very gloomy days. My guess would
2: be, like, a gloomy day. Because, like, a lot of the scenes where it was foggy. Like, you can actually see fog where it was supposed to be at. But, like...
3: They probably, like, added a bunch of fog in. Like, there's some parts where they definitely... Oh, yeah. There's parts where they definitely added it in. Because,
2: like... uh, Once again, like I said, they use a lot of natural light. But the scenes where they don't use natural light, it seems like Mm -hmm. they want you to feel almost like you're in another world. Yeah. (laughs) And... Which is... you. Once again, very well with this movie. So, it was shot in
3: Ireland. Ireland. Okay. okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, they found some very... Be- it's just-
1: yeah, principal photogra- photography began in Ireland in March 2019. Uh, Ardmore Studios and Cahir Castle, County Tipperary, were used as filming locations, as was Charleville Castle in Tullamore County, Offaly. I probably mispronounce
2: most of those things since Yeah, they Irish.
0: Just put, I, a, put a little <laughs> Irish not, yeah, none of us yeah, us
3: accent speak, to it.
2: <laughs> none of us speak Gaelic, by the way. O'fally. I think it's
3: there offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all of our Irish listeners if we
0: have any.
1: Um. So yeah, shot in Ireland. So.
2: Yeah, they they chose some really good scenes in I- Ireland to shoot some of these mm-hmm. scenes, yeah. I should say. Um. Yeah, a lot of that was well done. Like I said, uh, the mood lighting, like whenever they actually do add their own lighting for it. And like I said, because they use so much natural lighting in a lot of those scenes, like it gives it almost like this otherworldly feeling with it, which once again was well done with it. But I think like I said, if there's any detriment that I have of it, if like, it seems like if you don't know the source material, some of the things just happen for this. Well, it feels like some things happen just for the sake of happening because you don't have that greater context to it.
1: I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, when I went out of this movie, I was like, I think I know what happened, but I need to start googling some things. <laughs> right. What the fuck. Uh,
2: <laughs> but I do like, like I said, there's a lot of things like they decide not to tell you, like what's going on. They kind of like let you. Mm-hmm. They just, uh, they show it instead of like, having to yeah. tell you, like this is what's happening. They just show you what's happening and let you interpret it as you want to. And I feel like in an artistic way, it does very well with that. So. All in all, like especially in a pretentious artistic way, I really did enjoy this movie.
0: Yeah,
3: and also it did very much feel like an A twenty four film. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. Very atmospheric. Um, yeah. well, I would like describe this as like a sort of gothic folklore tone in like a med- medieval setting.
2: <laughs> yeah, it kind of gave like a um, almost like the. The witch or the witch, as you guys keep on saying that, like mixed in with some other A24 films.
3: Yeah. There's two, at least two actors from this, in this movie that are from the witch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, like
2: (laughs) the way that they do, like they set up a lot of the shots, like the, just the environment of it. And like, like, uh, I'm gushing a little bit about this. It's hard for me (laughs) to actually like, I guess, fully describe like how, like how well they did a lot of these things Mm -hmm. short of just seeing it. It's like trying to describe a a beautiful painting almost to someone who's never seen said painting.
1: Yeah, so um, what I'll say is I'm going to say what this movie is about. I'm not going to say the spoiler parts. I'm going to say that there is a spoilery part at the end, um, <laughs> since it is very old and very folktale-y. Yeah. I think it's kind of hard to say this is spoiler since it's based off of a um, very old material. Yeah, I guess uh, uh,
2: the first fun fact about it is that this is based off of an old poem that was, or an, an epic poem, I should say, that was written in the 14th century. Yeah, so... You know, it's been around a couple minutes, <laughs> um, and
1: I'm
3: sure there's like been multiple interpretations. There have been because yes. people yeah.
1: have to go in and actually literally interpret the language because it wasn't written yeah. in English, obviously. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, the actual plot of this is that, uh, Gawain or Gawain, or Gawain, Gawain or Gawain. <laughs> it's said many different ways. Yeah, in they, they do say
2: his name like four se- different ways in this movie. Mm-hmm. The only uh, way that I will say that, like, I kind of agree with it almost is that it's different people say his name differently yeah, yeah.
3: Is it supposed to be like a original regional like dialect sort of thing or is it just like a uh, actors kind of just went in and <laughs> did what they wanted
2: I mean I kind of get that just because like my last name because like people say my last name different all the time too like sure
1: but I feel like in this it's a very purposeful thing because this director doesn't really do much by accident <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you look at a ghost story and then, like, everything that went into him doing that and, like, this, like, he very purposely does things. So, yeah. I don't imagine that them getting it differently is uh, very seems. much an
2: architect type of director. Like, he has it laid out exactly how he wants to have it instead of, like, letting his actors work and, like, whatever comes forth, comes forth.
1: Yeah, but also, like, he'll, he'll let people interpret things, but things like that, I think, uh... Sing is, is like his interpretation of it, and he's very open about like this is my interpretation of this part of the story and stuff like that. Like, right? Uh, he he changed things for the movie as well. Like, uh, Gawain is traditionally actually a knight of the Round Table, and mm-hmm. this yeah. Gawain is not a knight of the Round Table. Yeah. He's not yeah. even a knight. Right. Um, he is just the nephew of Arthur. That's it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the movie is him. He he opens up, uh, in a brothel, and he's kind of shown to be not a very a nightly man he's sort of shitty actually uh he spends his nights in brothels and he parties a bunch he's basically a teenager and then (laughs) lies about it yeah Yeah. um and he has this uh, big event he has to go to for arthur the round table and the whole room Mm -hmm. um he goes there and while he's there a christmas celebration if you will yeah literally a christmas (laughs) celebration actually um the green knight comes in he's like hey
3: well, if, he doesn't actually speak. He just, like, hands a letter to... Well, he hands a letter, and then you hear... To uh, Guinevere, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah and then she, you you hear the voice of what you assume it to be through her. Yeah. um, And it's like, whoever... I, I, I've I come here to play a game, a Christmas game, if you will. um, To wh- whatever brave knight will strike me, they will have riches and greatness for a year. The only thing is... In exactly one year on Christmas Day, I will come back and return the exact same strike. Mm-hmm. And he gets his axe, and he lays it on the ground, and he kneels down, waiting to be struck, and uh, Gawain takes that up, because nobody else will take that up, and he uses Arthur's sword, and he beheads him. And the knight grabs his head, and he's like, one Actually, year... he uses the axe, I think, doesn't he? No, he's, no he uses the sword. Yeah, he oh, uses okay. Arthur's sword. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the knight does put his axe down on the ground to show he oh, no yeah. longer That's has right. arms. He is unarmed man. Uh, very important, actually. Excalibur. Um. Yes, he uses Excalibur and he beheads the Green Knight, and the Green Knight picks up his head and he's like, "All right, see you in a year, bitches," <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and he leaves with his head. Mm-hmm. Um. Go one year, jump one year forward, and the Gawain has in fact had great riches and much luck, and he's had a great life in that one year. But it's time for him to take up the mantle and go on this very honor-bound journey to go and finish the game of the Green Knight. Mm -hmm. Um, Which leads us to what this is ultimately actually about. The Trials of Sir Gawain. Which is, each little chapter it says what it is in there. Um, But I will say, exactly what everything is. Okay. (laughs) All the different trials. (laughs) So, there are five nightly trials or virtues that every knight is supposed to have. Uh, friendship, generosity, chastity, courtesy, and piety. Um, spoilers: Gawain fails at all five. All of them. Yeah, uh, he's not a knight. He's not a good man. In fact,
3: well, he gave like a coin to that kid. A coin. <laughs>
2: yeah. After uh, that's actually... after the after he begged and pleaded for it.
1: Yes, that is um, generosity. Mm-hmm. he failed generosity he gives only one coin to the scavenger and only after the scavenger had begged for it Yep. <laughs> that's the first one that he fails <laughs> yeah. um next he um fails courtesy he he finds a ghost mm-hmm. and the ghost asks like hey can you just dive to the bottomless pond and get my head please mm-hmm. um he's like what am i gonna get for that
3: and she's like um
1: how why- dare you ask me that like what the fuck
3: yeah why would you ever ask me something like
1: that? um because like a knight wouldn't Want a reward? He would just do it. Yeah, he would be a brave man and do the right thing. Yeah. So he failed that. He did the thing and he did the thing, but uh, mm-hmm. he
2: wanted a reward. He he failed.
1: Yeah,
3: it wasn't you know. Yeah, honorable. It was not honorable <laughs>
2: at all, actually. And to be fair, he technically even beforehand got something out of it because he was looking for a warm place to sleep for that night, and he got a warm place to sleep for that night. And she all she asked in return is like, "Hey, please get my head out of the pond." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, to go back to the um,
1: because I I guess we can talk about this in a little bit of order. Uh, to generosity, the man that he talks to is the guy who plays Joker in the new Batman. It's a it's a cut scene, so technically not yeah. really, okay. but technically yes.
2: <laughs> um, it's there even if you don't see it.
1: It's there. You can find it on YouTube. They uploaded the cut scene to YouTube. Um, so he really so yeah. Okay. So the kindness kid is a <laughs> Joker. Yeah, he's the new Joker. Huh.
3: That kid's a weird kid. He's super weird. He's <laughs> also in Dunkirk. Huh. <laughs> he plays
1: the weird kid in Dunkirk. <laughs> he's also in Eternals and he plays the weird kid in Eternals.
3: <laughs> he just has
1: a weird face. Yeah. <laughs> he's just typecasted. Yeah, he's just the weird kid who does weird roles. <laughs> um But since he only gave one coin, the guy's like, Be careful out there, can be treacherous and it ends up leading him. Uh, the kid uh has friends and they they meet Gawain on his road and they jump him and kick mm-hmm. the shit out of him and steal all his shit and leave. Mm-hmm. And I really like this shot actually in this scene. 'cause like you see Gawain on, being tied up and he's on the thing mm-hmm. and the camera just goes slow slowly, <laughs> very slowly. Uh, spins around and you see like all of nature and then it goes back to where it was and it's a skeleton. Mm-hmm. And it goes the other way and Gawain's back again and then he got uh, comes out of his whatever his yeah. weird spell <laughs> and uh goes and goes back on his journey. But I think that's like a very fun way to be like, look how much he fucked up already. Like he's basically dead. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um <laughs> What it also kind of shows that, like, because he's lying there, and, like, he almost, like, he, it's a scene where he feels defeated. Yeah. And, like, he's just like, okay, well, I'm just going to lie here until somebody saves me. And it kind of shows that, like, if he sits there, no one's coming to save him, so he will die there if he does nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's what happens. That's a really fun scene, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like I said, the courtesy with the ghost. Um. Next, he fails chastity, which is... Is it
0: the next one? <laughs>
1: That is the next one. <laughs> okay. Um, also on his way to, to the chastity, uh, he finds some giants and stuff and meets so the fox. And giant. befriends the fox.
3: Giant, naked giants. <laughs>
1: Gi- yeah, make, naked giants, and he asks them to help him across the field yeah. in a fast fashion. Um, and then they're, like, about to eat him, it seems like, and then the fox saves him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the fox is his friend. He befriends the fox, and the fox is his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, which is important, also yeah. important to note. <laughs> um, but anyway, the Fox and the Hound, if you will. Yes, there's much travel, and then he, uh, when he's at the end of his rope, he mm-hmm. comes across a castle, and he's saved. Um. Quote unquote saved. <laughs> quote unquote saved. And when he's there, he finds a man, his wife, and
3: some old lady. Some old lady with like a blindfold on that nobody yeah. ever comments on.
1: <laughs> um. I do remember reading up about it and it represents something like blind faith or something like that.
3: Mm. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Um. Since they're like, oh, you're safe and you're, you're super close to the end, to the finish line. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> But while he's there, the woman is, like, coming on to him not so subtly. You're like, man, it would sure be weird if we fucked, right? That'd be so weird yeah. if we just, like, had sex. We wouldn't, though. Anyway, give me a kiss. Um, <laughs> yeah, <I
3: don't> know. <laughs> it's weird, because I don't know if I would put the whole thing on him, because he's like, no, thank you. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and sort of forces? <laughs> I
2: don't know if there's so much forces, but, like... It's almost kind of like almost entices him just like, oh, well, I gave you a bed to sleep in. I gave you food. I gave you this and that. And you're going to mm-hmm. give me nothing in return. <laughs> like she does kind of pull that on him.
1: Yeah. Um, shows him. They, they both show him a lot of kindness. They talk to him. A little too much kindness. Too much kindness.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, But like, the, the man in the relationship is Hunter. He's there to hunt. Like he's a very rich man. He yeah. just has this. Cabin in the woods, essentially, is what it is. And it's they also castle. have this giant
3: castle. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that the cabin you're referring that's to, the their giant ca- castle? The <laughs> giant
1: castle. That is literally their cabin. That's he, that's his summer home <laughs> that he goes to hunt. Um, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I just come out here to hunt, and I'll hunt, and you'll rest, and we'll both be better by the end of it all.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and one time, while he, he's about to go out to hunt, he's like, listen, while you're here, the only thing I ask is that whatever gifts or... Kindnesses that we show to you, when I ask you show it to me in return. It's like I'm not sure what I can give you that you don't already have, seeing as all this is yours. He's like, there's always something. <laughs> anyway, I'm off to go to hunt. I'll see you later. And he leaves. He wakes up the next day after a photo- photograph, 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 photograph has been taken of him.
3: Is it really a photograph? <laughs> well, I guess. It's yeah, the like way that magic uh, photograph. Yeah, I was gonna
2: say they do it like some magic hootie dootie thing, but, like, hootie dootie, <laughs> <doody. laughs> <Hootie doody. laughs> But, no, like, because she's, like, I, it was basically, like, hey, I'm going to give this to you, but I must paint you first, and, like, so you think, okay, she's going to do a painting of him, and, like, or, no, she does a portrait of him, but, like, she tells him to stand very still, and, like, just kind of, like, takes a tile off of the wall that lets in some light, and then puts the tile back, and now there's a photograph of him. Yeah. It essentially
1: is an old photograph, though, mm-hmm. like, there's no reason why that wouldn't technically work. If you had the right material and chemicals on a yeah. thing of paper. Mm-hmm. I, no, it's I, just witchcraft. It's witchcraft. <laughs> I, considering it's the
2: 14th century and we didn't have photography as we know it until like the 1800s. And yeah, it was basically just high tech wizardry. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, she does that. Uh, and then that night he goes to bed, has weird dreams. He wakes up in the morning and she's there in his chambers. And you're like, why didn't you come to my chamber last night? He's like, oh no, I didn't think I should. That'd be weird. <laughs> You're like, no, no, it's not weird. Like, but you want it to, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, and then she just continues to,
2: um, basically straddle him,
1: give him a hand job, really, um, all over a scarf. It's a belt. It's a belt. It's a belt. It's a, a, belt it's a, belt. It's a scarf. Belt.
3: Mother gave him. Well, the, the so, mother yeah. thing
1: depends. That's different d- on different tellings. It's either a Kay. mother or just a person.
3: Okay.
2: Um,
1: in this well, one, I believe it's, it's his mother. mother. Yeah, and
2: this one, it's yeah. his. Well. The weird thing about all that, though, is because um, for the kindness virtue that he does, or the generosity one, um, they end up robbing him and taking all of his things, including like you know the belt, scarf, and mm-hmm. or and the axe that the green knight gave him, and his horse, and everything else. But then, like when he goes to the ghost house, he finds the axe there. Like yes, mm-hmm. and so it's like one of those like okay, is that a different axe or is it the same one? Like what's going on with that one? And then the I guess the lady at the house or the witch or whoever uh, the hunter. The hunter's house Uh uh, gives him another scarf saying, I made this for you, but it's the same scarf that his mother gave him.
1: Yes. Uh, So like all of the belongings that were quote unquote stolen from him, he continues to receive throughout the movie. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll talk about what I think the scarf is. I think in this interpretation, it's kind of obvious what the scarf is, uh, especially with what the mom says. She does like this big witch thing whenever the Green Knight comes. Yeah, It's It's argued whether (laughs) she summons the Green Knight to try and show that he does have honor and virtue or whether she does all this magic on time, or the scarf, or whether they're connected or not. That is also different in different interpretations.
2: Yeah, because I've heard interpretations of it too, because whenever I saw the promotion material for this movie, I started like looking into it, and that's why I bought the book, because I was like, oh, I want to I, like, I read the book at some point in time. Yeah, so that
1: that's all different on different interpretations, and it is left up for interpretation in this somewhat.
3: Okay, so... What does the jizz on the belt represent?
2: It means that he failed his chastity.
3: He
1: okay, failed, he failed okay. His chastity. It's no longer pure. Uh, that that is um, that is part of the uh, piety. Um, okay, okay. Pie- or ch- piety chastity thing. Um, no, not piety.
2: Yeah, it'd be chastity. Yeah, yeah chastity on that one. Because it's um, like if he was truly, if he truly had chastity, then whenever she started giving me a handjob, he'd be like, "Unhand me, woman." <laughs>
1: Yeah, he would have fought it. He would have fought her
2: off. That's the idea of it. And is then- that
1: like that's why at the end of the handjob, when there's jizz all over, he's literally tainted. Um, the one, the, the sign of honor the on him. Thing. Yeah. Um.
3: So why does she take the bell? Is that just like a?
1: Well, actually, that's um. Bells, as the one that that one was was mm-hmm. the one also that the prostitute had. She had like a bunch of bells and stuff on her. Yeah. Um. During Middle Ages, it was actually common for people who were considered unclean, such as prostitutes and lepers and stuff like that, to keep, bells with lot, or to keep clothing with lots of bells on it hmm. to show that they were in presence and warn others that they were around. Okay. So,
2: so they knew that they were in the uh, the midst of someone who was unclean then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Someone
1: unpure, unclean, hmm. uh, unkempt, things like that.
2: So I guess that was a sign of his uncleanliness then. Yes.
1: Okay. It was, and him carrying that around. Um, Also, multiple ways shows his lack of honor because that bell was given to him as a gift from the prostitute that he had been with the entire beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, when she brought it up, like, is that a gift from a lover? He's like, no, I don't believe in love. It's dumb. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Again, just like showing how unhonorable he really is. Uh, And that was taken from him. And like, whenever he climaxes onto his own belt, um, she's like, you are not an honorable man. (laughs) She just walks away. Um, That's very unsubtle. Like, you don't deserve to be a knight kind of thing. And when he leaves there and he runs away, uh, he has post-nut clarity uh, about what he's just done, (laughs) as you guys put it. Um, (laughs) He's running away. He gets all his belongings and stuff like that. Also, the blind woman is watching the whole time. Yeah. While well, he's getting this handy,
3: watching. Uh, well, uh, in the room. In the room. Aware of still what was
1: awkward.
2: Going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she definitely knew that or what was going on during that whole scene.
1: Yeah. Um. And while he's running away from the castle, he comes across the hunter. Mm-hmm. Hunter's like, "Hey, didn't you forget something? <laughs> A gift that was given to you must be given to me." And then he he kisses Gawain, and mm-hmm. Gawain's like, "Get your fucking hands off." <laughs> It it's not quite that intense, but it felt that intense. You're yeah, just
3: like uh, okay. Anyway, um, I Yeah. Also, another way of him <laughs>
1: sh- not showing his honor, like the deal would have been like, yeah, I'll I'll make you come now. I guess.
2: I guess I'll give you a handy, like I got.
1: Yeah, like that would have been the honorable <laughs> thing to do, but he's not honorable, so he doesn't do it. Is that the
3: honorable thing? Yeah,
2: that was the deal. He made a deal.
3: It's a little twisted, oh, I'm going twist, It's twisted, yeah. I mean, she definitely came on to him and, like, pushed him and, like, definitely was like, oh. He was seduced. Yeah. Yes.
2: he He it, There is, I don't, I don't... To be fair, when it comes to a lot of these old tales like this, too, like, a lot of those trials aren't fair to begin with.
1: No, it's a trial. It's a test. Yeah. So it's supposed to be difficult to get through it. And he... Couldn't even get through being offered a handjob. So
0: <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, also when he's running away, the hunter's like, hey, I found this. Do you want it? And it's the fox in a bag.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, he like, said I was going to give it to you as a pet, but I guess I should just return him to the wild.
1: Yeah. And then it turns out to be the fox, and he gets the fox. And the mm-hmm. fox and him go on their merry way on their journey. Um, they journey for a while. You see a bunch of visuals. Um. There's there's a lot to skip through on this one because a lot of it is literally just silent and visuals. Yeah, it really so, is. Yeah, uh, I
2: I will give him this though. Like that's one reason I was saying that. It, like I didn't want to say earlier because you know non spoilery talks, but sure. Um, because it's meant to show like there's a lot of time that passes between this. Like it's not yeah. like a point. It's not so much a point A to point B as much as like the journey going through it. And so it feels yeah, like yeah. a lot of time has passed in between all these trials because of these long shots of him you know, traveling from place to place.
1: Yeah, and it subtly, su- there are subtle ways that it, like, ages him
2: Yeah, throughout the whole thing, too. And like, I did notice that, like, he does have, like, some beard growth and, like, a little bit of gray show up, and you can see some a little bit of, like, wear and tear on his face and everything.
1: Yeah, he's on a very long journey. It's not just, like, a weak thing. Yeah. He's yeah. gone for a while. Um. So, yeah, he leaves there with his fox friend, and the next trial, him and the fox get to this boat, and the fox goes to the front of the boat and starts talking. Uh, And it's like, hey, don't do this. Like, if you get on that boat, you're going to die. If you just leave now, like, I won't tell anyone. It's cool, dude. Like, we're cool. I'll lie for you. (laughs) He's like, what the fuck? Foxes can't talk. Get the fuck out of here. This is bullshit.
2: Word for word what he says. (laughs) (laughs) It may as well be.
1: I'm paraphrasing a little bit.
2: (laughs) But no, he does basically just say, like, like basically you can't tell me what to do with this and he's just like listen like i'm trying to do what's best for you because you befriended me and so i'm as a friend to you like i'm telling you don't do this
1: yeah and then he's like i don't fucking need you i don't need friends i don't need foxes get the fuck out of here and he goes on the boat himself <laughs> <laughs> um which is that is the uh the failure of friendship because mm-hmm. he chases the fox away when the when the fox tries to warn him of danger so he failed friendship mm-hmm. um also, Piety, he fails immediately at the beginning uh, because he, I, I forgot to mention that one, Piety is the first one he actually fails. Uh, it's literally him just not wanting to go to the uh, Christmas Mass at the beginning of it.
0: Mm.
1: He just doesn't want to be religious. And so he, immediately before we even see anything happen, he has already failed one thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he fails it also again at the end when we're about to get there. Yeah. So yeah, he goes on this boat, he goes down this creek, goes to the Green Chapel and he waits... A while? A few days at least.
3: Like two days.
1: Yeah, for yeah, the Green it- Knight to awaken on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> um you see the Green Knight even like open his eyes sometime, like look and be like, Okay, yep, you're there. I'm gonna go back <laughs> to bed. Uh because he doesn't he, it's the deal is Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um So eventually the Green Knight does awaken. Like, ah, oh, yes, you've come to finish our game. Alright. Uh, go ahead and get down, and I will deal my blow. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, again, right there, a huge failing, a huge dishonor from the very beginning. Um, to show what kind of person he is, an honorable man would not attack a man who is unarmed. Mm-hmm. Which is yep. why you see all of the other knights not doing it.
0: Yeah. Um, they well, are honorable.
1: Yeah. They don't want to attack a man who is unarmed and will just accept a blow. Like, that's not honorable. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and, well, that's the thing about it is, like, the Green Knight, he's never really violent in this entire movie. So, like, Mm-mm, when he comes yeah. and says, like, strike a blow at me, and the Green Knight even says whether it is a pinprick or a pinprick on my finger or a slice across the throat.
1: Yes, I will match your blow. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> so it's one of those, like, A, like, none of them really wanted to attack him because he he's not doing anything. He's not... Attacking anybody. He's not like causing a stir. He's just here.
1: Yeah. And so, like, nobody brings up arms to do it except for Mm -hmm. Gawain, who is the only dishonorable man in the entire building.
2: And, like, he said, because he's on, like, he just wants to have a blow to him, he could have just poked him with the end of the axe and said, okay, you can poke me with the axe in a year's sense or something like that. But instead, he cuts off his head. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. even
1: Arthur, before he uh, hands him a sword, he's like, you remember. It is just a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Gawain doesn't, he goes too far. He, mm-hmm. Too dishonorable. And so at the end, uh, the Green Knight's like, yeah, listen, I, I'm going to match your blow. Get on your knees. <laughs> um, and Gawain's like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it. He's like, did I flinch when you tried to cut off my head? I don't think so. Why <laughs> are you doing this? We had a deal. Um, at which point you see uh, Gawain get up and run away from, from fear. He's crying. Yeah. He's scared. Because he says,
2: like, he basically says, like, I don't think I have the courage for this. And he says, you had an entire year to build up your courage. And oh, yeah. he said, whether it was one year or 100, I don't think I would have enough courage to, uh, for this dealing blow.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he runs away. And then the rest, there's, like, just 15 minutes of no dialogue, which I think this is my favorite part of the movie, actually. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. same here. <laughs> um, you just see Gawain living his life in known mm-hmm. dishonor. Nobody else knows it. Yeah. But he is in 100% dishonor and he's still knighted by Arthur because he lies. He says he fulfilled his duty, he mm-hmm. said he fulfilled the mission. Uh he goes, he has sex with his prostitute girlfriend and mm-hmm. she gets pregnant. And um she ends up having the baby and then they take the baby and give her coin and a shut up money essentially. Yeah. Um because she's, Just not a she's a, royalty. She's not royalty. She's a prostitute. You can't make a family with a prostitute. <laughs> she's dirty. Can't make a wife out of a hoe. Yo. <laughs> wow. Can't, can't make a wife. It's sexist. actually a song. Yeah, that's very sexist.
3: <laughs> this is all sexist. Slush shaming. It is slush shaming.
2: <laughs> wow. It is actually a song, though.
3: Sex work is real work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. I,
2: uh,
1: I agree. <laughs> prostitution should be legal. <laughs> yeah. Being, it, being legal would make it safe. Just
0: but that's a whole other conversation it's safer that's
3: definitely a whole other conversation right but but that's yeah, for it, next week it, when we it, watch Blair Witch yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no like it does kind of show like the whole dishonor of everything that's happened because like once again he's not ex- he's still not doing good things at the end of the film like he's yeah. he, like I said he's living mm-hmm. out his life he's paying hush money to uh, a prostitute that he ended up you know Oh yeah, that ended up having his child, and like, mm-hmm. oh well, this is still a royal child, but you are not a royal woman, so we will give you your coin and take your baby away from you. And yeah. then he marries another, and then uh, that,
3: arranged marriage, with yeah, the mm-hmm. royal, some
2: person. other royal person, <laughs> yeah, who also doesn't speak throughout this entire scene, yeah, <laughs> and then showing is. him, you know, raising the son, and R that's not hers, and
1: going to war, yeah.
2: Well, I don't even know. Think it it shows him like seeing our. It shows him going to like the after spoils of the war, almost where his son fought, but it sh- kind of implies that he didn't fight the- in that war. He did not fight in the war. Yeah, he commanded the war. Mm.
1: Um, but his son did fight in the war. In fact, it was a war that lasted seemingly his entire life. Yeah, at- as a ruler, because he's knighted by King Arthur when he's there, and then ends up taking over the throne because yeah. he is the next heir technically. In that point,
2: yeah. Um, and at this point, like enough time has passed that he's now gray and wrinkled
1: yeah he looks old like the aging is really well done in this actually yeah
2: yeah it's subtle but very well done
1: yeah Mm -hmm. um i think the subtlety is what makes it well done yeah because there's like aging makeup i think fucking let's look at old Uh, yeah that aging makeup is the least subtle fucking thing in the world (laughs) they may as well put like a rubber mask on from halloween city or whatever Uh, one of those old people masks yeah like it may as well have been that um like, the fucking the the mask I think of when I watched Old was that Goosebumps episode where they get old. Oh, oh yeah. And they have, like, that, it's the little kids with that little shitty rubber mask shitty. on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, because, to be fair, especially, like, in early cinema, that's what they usually did, was, like, yeah. that shitty fake wrinkles.
3: They still do that sometimes. Like, yeah. I don't...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, but, yeah, so he he's ruling, and throughout all of this, through literally everything in his life from this point, mm-hmm. the belts that the mom made for him she doesn't speak to him. She washes him when he arrives, gets all the blood and stuff off. He won't take the belt off. Mm-hmm. Um, Not
3: even during sex. Yeah, He'll whenever he the consummates the
2: marriage between him and his queen. During sex, during
1: parties, during war. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the belt stays on.
2: <laughs> it always
1: stays on. The belt doesn't come off. <laughs> um, And you see him in the throne room when everything is being, when his entire land is being savaged. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. Kind of showing that. It kind of implies that the war that he was fighting was lost, and now like his kingdom is being ravaged by the opposing forces. Yes, and now they're outs- like right outside of his castle, getting ready to like come in and you know take the kingdom for themselves.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and he's there. And he's in the throne room, and you see him take the belt off, and once he the belt is no longer on him, his head falls off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, very much hereditary style.
3: Um, Basically, like it's gonna catch up to you sooner or
1: later. <laughs> yeah, die now or die later. Yeah. Um, live a life of dishonor or not, you will die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once that happens, it cuts back to him at the Green Knight's chapel, and the Green Knight is about to strike the blow. And He's like, "Whoa, wait, know And he takes the belt off. And he's like, "Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, Which, I'm ready now."
2: One thing that we did uh, forgot to say is that uh, both his mom kind of implies. And uh, I guess the witch or the lady of the hunter's house, Mm -hmm. uh, she just straight up says that uh, no harm will come to you as long as you wear this belt.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And the mom implies, as long as you come back wearing this belt, you will be alive. Yeah. Um, Showing that there's some sort of magic put onto this belt to where he cannot die as long as he's wearing it. Mm -hmm. But he will live a dishonorable life because it's dishonorable to have a killing blow and not die Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason. I actually don't know why that one is, but... um, it's everything in his life he's basically done dishonorably. Yeah. <laughs> Every last chance he's gotten. Another thing that I think is really nice is the movie actually, when he's in the brothel at the beginning and he falls down, she's mm-hmm. like, you have to go to church. And he's like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go. Yeah. It's like one of his first lines mm-hmm. and what his last line is, okay, I'm ready. Now. Mm-hmm. Now yeah.
2: I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't put and two I, and two together, but you're yeah,
0: yeah. I guess
3: we hit spoiler territory a long time ago. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, Whenever he started describing we just like explained everything the in the movie, movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I said spoilers earlier. Okay, you yeah. did. <laughs> but the the very last line of the movie is okay. Off with your head. <laughs> yeah, he, like leans That's down. And he's like, night Good, night.
1: "Good, you honorary knight of mine." <laughs> Now off with your head. And he yeah. smiles. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> the, very, the only honorable thing he ever did in his life was accept that he deserves to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I like it a lot. I honestly love that ending. Mm-hmm, um, me too. But yeah, like, there's so many, like, small little subtle things in this mm-hmm. that are hard to describe unless you watch this film. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I'd still argue this film is a painting. We can describe it as much as we want, but unless you see it yourself, you won't like get the full grasp of what's
1: yeah. going on with mm-hmm. it. I
3: kind of I agree with that, actually.
2: Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a weird one to just kind of talk about, because
3: it- in Very the... visual and not very dialogue yeah. heavy. Yes. <laughs> Which,
2: like I said at the beginning of this, it's going to be interesting how they turn an 80-page e- epic poem into a two-hour-long movie. <laughs> they did it because a lot of it is visual.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. It, I, I think this is going to just make anybody who's listening to this make them think I'm super pretentious. Um, <laughs> I think this is like this director is so good at show don't tell, which is one of those things in film that people fuck up so often. There's, just all, there's always like 10 minutes of just like, all right, we got to tell them exactly what's happening or else they're not going to know. Time to have the exposition dump. Yeah. <laughs> and like this movie, there is not a single point where there's just like, and here's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's just figured it, out. And, like, that's why I think you're right, where you need to know the source material. Because otherwise, like myself, I'm not even going to lie, I was lost when I left the theater. I had yeah. to look some stuff up to understand. <laughs> like, once I, like, looked up that he was, like, going through trials, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. I, di- I, I did not know until.
3: Yeah. um, Like, I don't know the source material or anything, but, like, I could sort of pieced together some things and some things were like completely lost to me which is like <laughs> in this sort of movie I'm just used to it anyway. Yeah, like, I- There's always like these subtle nuances. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Like me, I knew that he was going through trials but I had like this whole big thing of like some of them I didn't even realize were trials until you, you said that they were trials. Other ones I realized they were trials but like a good example is like with the ghost where she says like Get my head from the pond, basically. Yeah. Uh, That one, I didn't realize that he failed it, because I was like, okay, I guess
3: he succeeded on that one. I don't know what's going on. Sort Hmm. of, kind of, but not really. (laughs) I think that shows that none of
1: us are uh, knights. Yeah. Yeah, That's also true.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it- Also shows that there's- This entire movie- All doesn't exist.
2: (laughs) Well, I was going to say, he was meant to be chivalrous throughout all of his trials, and he wasn't for a single one of them.
1: No, No. In his entire life, he was never-
2: yeah. A shivers or honorary. And I guess even at the very beginning of the movie, it shows, like, they ask, like, are you a knight? And he's like, no, I, I, I still haven't become one.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, And every, he, the, well, a thing that we didn't mention, but when he's doing generosity, whenever he's tied up and kidnapped, he's like, I thought you were a knight. I never said I was a knight. You said I was a knight. But he, like,
3: he let him believe it. He yeah. let him believe he yeah. was a knight. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, he
2: didn't correct him whenever he said Sir Knight. He just kind of kept on going about his business. Mm-hmm.
3: He definitely wanted to be a knight, but nah, yeah. not knight material at all. Yeah,
2: which goes into a conversation that he had with the
1: hunter when they're sitting in front of the fire in the hunter's cabin castle.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> cabin castle. <laughs> it's a castle. We all
1: have one. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, when he's sitting there, he's like, so at the end of this, like, what, what are you hoping to get out of going and fighting this green knight? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, I hope to gain honor and become a chivalrous honorary man and live a fun, great, happy life. And he's like, and this one thing, fighting this knight, going and defeating this one challenge, will do all of that for you. Like, yes, yes, I think it will. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I think is also like, I think maybe that's the closest this movie gets to expository dialogue, <laughs> is like shoving it in your face like, all right, this like one thing isn't going to change the type of person he is. It just means like yeah. you can complete I'm, like a grocery list.
2: Yeah, like technically he was supposed to be spending his time time for the year between uh the night and or yeah the Christmas dinner and meeting up with the knight at his king not kingdom chapel at his chapel. Yeah, like he was supposed to spend that entire year becoming honorable, but he didn't. He Spent it drinking and getting into bar fights, basically.
1: Yeah, he lived a very fun, happy life, but like he wasn't mm-hmm. living a good life. Exactly. As it were. Um, yeah, I really liked the movie. Mm-hmm. It's honestly super good. And watching it on the second time, knowing the context of everything, it's, it's way better. <laughs>
2: it's a way better movie.
3: <laughs> yeah, I could probably do a rewatch if I'm down to. sitting down and watching it i
2: mean i have said before i wanted to read the book before i watched the movie but i I still like this makes me want to read the book even more you said the
3: book is like 80 pages
2: it's like 80 pages uh yeah i could do that so yeah like the version that i got of it because like they started like like republishing this this, yeah well yeah republishing the book uh, with different people translating it whenever this movie came out but i went out of my way to look for the tolkien version of it which Uh actually had a couple other stories that were they're assuming are done by the same poet, but they're not a hundred percent sure because they're not exactly sure who wrote this to begin with
3: Oh, interesting, interesting. Like, yeah,
2: whoever the original author was was lost to time. uh there is only like one original copy of the Green Knight, mm-hmm. and like that's one reason why this movie was considered to be like a big deal because like it was written by a fourteenth century author. Nobody knows who that author is, uh but this is the one surviving there's only one surviving copy of it. And this one surviving copy actually survived a fire at one point in time in the 18th century. <laughs>
3: why is that always the way? <laughs> well, I think one reason
2: why it was considered to be such a, uh, a big thing is because it's like, once again, only surviving copy. There was a book collector who bought it in uh, like 1760 Just or something like that. Somehow. And then, yeah, survive. his villa, his villa co- caught on fire and a bunch of works of art actually got lost to time because of that, except for uh, the two most notable that survived were the Green Knight and Beowulf. (laughs) And Beowulf actually got burned on the edges. Like, that one almost uh, got consumed by the fire.
0: Huh. Okay.
2: And Beowulf was
1: considered the first piece of fantasy fiction, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's what Tolkien actually was inspired by everything for him to write Lord of the Rings was Beowulf, Mm -hmm.
2: which is funny because now everyone's inspired by Tolkien.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
3: yeah,
2: yeah, I was going to say that is one of those things, too, is because whenever Tolkien was... uh, because I guess he actually went to school to, like, translate old epic poems like this. And so, like, he actually could read Old English to do all this. And, um, like, this is considered to be... I don't know if it was, like, one of the first, but it was one of the early works of Tolkien. Basically, for him to, like, translate it and rewrite it into English.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's also one of those things that people don't really know with Tolkien. Like, in the movies, there's Elvish and, like, Orc and all these other languages. Mm-hmm. In Lord Rings books, when you see a language that isn't English... Uh, Tolkien literally created an entire language
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: because that's what he did for school and that's what he did in the military is mm-hmm. he translated translated languages and stuff so like mm-hmm. when it came to making other languages he's like
0: well, i let's
1: make one yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: a man who understood language so well he's like yeah I'll just make one it's it's fine yeah like it's
1: it's insane yeah um he also wrote all the music for Lord of the Rings and the books like
2: I think, yeah, uh, because there is like uh, songs and stuff uh, that happen in, uh, I know it happens more in The Hobbit, but in Mm -hmm. The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, there are songs in there that he just completely wrote by scratch for the books.
1: Yeah, the the music is like written in there and stuff like that. Like the actual music. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like the actual music. The lyrics are written in their respective languages that he made up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fucking nerd. Um, Oh, wow. I think the most popular one that made it into the movies was in the first Hobbit movie, um, when Bilbo is, like, trying to get them all to leave and they start cleaning up. Mm-hmm. And that song about, like, Bilbo sucks and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That, that's in the all books. All the things that Bilbo Bag <laughs> yeah. hates. Yeah. Um. That That's from the books directly.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that one in the uh, Halls of the Misty Mountain or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, one's also in, in The Hobbit, if I remember correctly. Yeah.
1: Um. But, yeah, like, this movie, Green Knight, it's good. Yeah. I yeah. am super <laughs> excited to see... David Lowry's next big project. And I hope it's just not a Marvel movie.
2: <laughs> From the visual aspect of this, it could have very easily been a Marvel movie, but he made something different. This looked and like way better. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> well, it looked way better than, what is that a fucking movie? Which one? Um...
2: The Ultramarines trailer just showed you guys before recording this. <laughs> no. Mm. <laughs> Everything's put in
1: there. I mentioned
3: it earlier. I forgot what it was called. Ghost Story? No. The one. Hereditary. <laughs> no. Old. A... The it's Witch. a Marvel movie, I think.
1: Spider Man. Mm
3: mm.
2: Thor. Endgame? Mm mm. Eternals. <laughs>
3: Eternals! Uh. <laughs> yeah, because we watched Far- You can edit that out, okay?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just edit us out, like, naming 20 different movies, trying to figure out what fucking Marvel movie you're talking about. We watched
3: part of that, like, on TV or something like that, remember? At? At, um, E's Parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just, like, shitty CGI.
1: (laughs) It's very gray. You know what's funny about that? It's
3: not very good looking, honestly. And Um, it doesn't even
1: look like it's going to age well at all. It's not, but what's funny about that movie... Is that was also a very well-renowned female director who re- directed that, and that was the one. Um, like she was very known for like very naturalist. She's known for very naturalistic films and stuff like that. <laughs> um, Weird. And she got a lot of praise from Kevin Phage or Kevin Fahey or however you say his fucking name. I don't know who that is. Um, he's the big producer guy. He runs all of the Marvel movies. Oh, okay. Uh, isn't in charge of all that. Um, he's like the big scene that you see in like all the ads and the poster. Them like standing on the cliffside and the beach. Mm-hmm. Like, that was all natural lighting. There was no CG in that. <laughs> and, like, that's very impressive for him mm-hmm. because there's generally a lot of CG. So, like, whenever it looks really dark in that, it's probably because <laughs> it was actually dark and she just didn't light it. Because um, that's kind of her style is very naturalistic lighting. Huh. Um, kind of like this um, movie.
3: Yeah. Very naturalistic lighting in this movie. Extremely. <laughs> you definitely can't see some shit. <laughs> yeah, you literally can't see anything in some parts. You can hear it, though. Yeah. I mean, you can side kind of like... Um, Guess what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Just if you know the context.
1: One thing but. that watching Ghost Story and then this makes me want to do is because before Ghost Story, I think I mentioned that in that episode as well, um, David Lowry did direct a Disney movie. He directed a live action Pete's Dragon. Oh. <laughs> for Disney, a big CGI thing. Yeah. I wonder if that movie is like super experimental, like huge I don't budget know. thing. I Cause or that if it's didn't just a Disney movie. Out, that didn't come out very, very long ago, right? It's like 2010, 2011, something like that. Was it? I think so.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm old anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Time keeps passing. I sort, of, for I
3: sort of remember when it came out. I don't remember anybody actually talking
1: about Me it. either. But I watched the trailer after figuring out he was the director for this and Ghost Story. Mm-hmm. It seems like such not a fucking Disney movie. Like, <laughs> I wonder if they experimented and just did not work.
0: It was a moderate
1: success from what I understand, but like I kind of want to go watch that weird Disney movie now. Yeah. Just to see how weird and experimental it gets. Like, What if it's just like a David Lowery movie that Disney happened to give millions of dollars to?
2: <laughs> like, yeah, you're a director. You can make this movie, right?
3: It so, would turn into the Green Knight.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's kind of the Green Knight. Let's get into final thoughts. Let's start with
2: Robbie. So, once again... I did rather enjoy this movie. Like I said, it is almost like seeing a oil painting in motion. Almost since I keep on comparing yeah. it to uh, seeing, like you know, trying to describe a painting. But like, I, I think all of us are going to argue that you should just watch this movie because it is very hard to describe because a lot of it is the visual aspect of seeing what's in front of you and a lot of show but don't tell kind of mm-hmm. cinematography, and it's done very well. Uh, it does help if you do know the so- source material, though. So. I'd almost recommend like, you know, if anything, it might help to listen to the podcast before watching this movie, which <laughs> might actually, be a first for this podcast. It actually
1: might. Maybe. Just so you know what you're getting into. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it,
2: it does help to know what you're getting into and to like know about the trials and to know like why, he, like what he failed and why he failed. Because a lot of this is done, like even whenever they do speak, it's a uh, very poetic speech. So it's not like very, like a, here's an exposition dump. It's more of like, here's kind of like... Almost the feeling that they're having during this moment,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so it is very much worth watching, but it it is also good to know what you're getting into before you watch this movie, but all in all, visually done very well, acting, done spectacularly I think my biggest gripe is that like some of the scenes that are dark are too dark, yeah and it's so too dark, yeah, and like I will say like the very first shot like whenever the green knight is coming in, it does work very well because it's a lot of like dark scenery around him and then the only thing you can see is the night because that's the only light that's coming into yeah. the castle at that time it works there there's other times that er, that and then also with um the ghost house where he has to go and get her head <laughs> from the pond yeah it works there but it's a supernatural scene so it's supposed to be dark and kind of eerie and stuff like that but there's other scenes where it's just dark for the sake of being dark but i feel like it's a very small gripe to have for a movie that's as good as this one so I'd give it a nine out of ten. I think that they did like it's probably not for everyone, but
3: I rather enjoyed it. All right, Sam. Okay. Um. Yeah. This. Uh, like I like I said previously, it's a twenty four. It has a very a twenty four feel to it, which yeah. means I really like it. <laughs> um, it's very moody and atmospheric. Um, like there's a lot of really really cool shots done in here, just like some. Silhouetted shots that are awesome, and a lot of playing around with lighting that I liked a lot. Um, um, but yeah, again, some scenes are like a little too dark. Um, and I think my favorite character is probably the Green Knight. <laughs> he's good. He's very good. He's played by the um. We found that he's played by the dad from The Witch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, somehow he is super charming. Yeah. And he has, like, six lines. At the very end. Yeah. He doesn't even speak in the beginning, really, except for, like, if you want to count, like, the letter part, which is... Barely. Sort of. of. Half counts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, I really like this movie, too. Um, I don't know... I, I don't know if you absolutely need to know the source material going in, because I didn't, and I still enjoyed it. It does, like... Make you really think at the end, like it—it's not a movie you go into and like at the end you're like, okay, whatever, I'm gonna totally forget about that later on, right? You're yeah. gonna like it, it's think definitely about it.
2: Yeah, it's definitely not a like, oh, he was honorable at the end, <laughs> yeah. happy ending. It's definitely not no, that movie. No, it's not
3: a happy ending at all. Also,
2: yeah. if I—I'm like, gonna butcher this guy's name, Ralph Enison.
3: Is that the? Enison?
2: Yeah, let me see. Enison, Enison, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who plays the Green Knight. But yeah, I—I I do agree with you that like. He has, like, maybe six lines in the entire movie and is, like, the complete opposite of Gwayne within yeah. those six lines of the movie. And he does spectacularly.
1: Ralph Very. Innocent, it looks like. Ralph but it Innocent. might be Irish or something. Wait. I don't know. Or <laughs> Ralph <Something>. Innocent? <laughs> Einsohn. Yeah. Let me Man, see. <laughs> gonna upset a lot of Irish people. Probably.
3: <laughs> yeah, Ralph Innocent. Yeah. Okay, we'll go I with my Maybe
2: I don't know. I think it's just. I, I feel on, it would it would help innocent. if I just heard him say his maybe. name. <laughs> Ralph, come on the podcast. Tell us how to
1: say your last name.
3: <laughs> That's all we want.
1: That's all we want. Just come on, and be like, "Hi, I'm Ralph Innocent," and we'll just end the call. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll
2: we'll give you like a dollar fifty for your time.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Probably like a thousand dollars for that little those two words that he said. <laughs> probably. <laughs> He does have a very unique, deep fucking voice. He does. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but,
2: like, yeah, like, he does very well when it comes to, like, this very, like, epic poetic kind of yeah. tale to tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, what what was your score, Sam? Um,
3: hmm, I would
0: give it 8.5. Okay. 8.5? All right. 8. Okay. 8.5. Um, yeah. I guess that
1: means me. Uh, I love this movie too. I think it's really good. Honestly, it is definitely an A twenty four joint. Yeah. If you've seen one A twenty four movie, you kind of get the tone that you're gonna get, yeah. and like, the yeah. color palette in a lot of ways. I think,
2: like if you've seen oh, The yeah. Witch or Hereditary or Midsummer or
3: Can I say something? Yeah, the color palette is really weird because even like during the daylight shots, it's still very like gloomy and mm-hmm. like. I don't know how to explain it. There's like pops of color, but it's yeah. still gloomy. <laughs> I don't know. It's well, it's really one thing
2: that I liked is cuz I remember there was like a couple gloomy scenes where Gawain is like riding on his horse, but mm-hmm. like the chestnut color of his horse and the yellow of his this, cape. Yeah. Just, like pop out like totally pop out. Yeah. <laughs> it's really In a very cool. good way. It's
3: yeah.
1: Honestly, I think I'm going to steal something Sam said about a screenshot she took from a video game. Okay. Um I think you could take a screen capture of most of the scenes in this movie, and it would be a great painting.
3: Yeah? <laughs> I think I said that about a Ghost Story, actually. <laughs> oh, <did> you- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um. Uh,
1: yeah, this movie is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, mm-hmm. Every shot that you can see is amazing.
3: Very artsy and eye-catching.
1: Yes. Uh, the, he knows what he's doing with this entire thing. It all feels mm-hmm. very purposeful. Um, I love it. Uh, under I, I I liked it before I understood the story. Um, I like it more understanding the story. I like it on my technically two point five fifth viewing. <laughs> um, a lot more than I liked it on my first actually because I played well, yeah. live viewing because I could Cause you couldn't even watch it. On the I couldn't first even watch time. it my you first time. See it. Yeah. Um. And this is just like having a full understanding of everything that's happening and having context for all of it and just. Knowing that we're following this fucking garbage human. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really uh, fun, kind of actually. Yeah. Um, knowing that you shouldn't really be rooting for this guy.
3: Yeah, I always kinda I you know, I went into this thinking, hey, he's you know Maybe he'll be honorable. He's at gonna the be end. A, a fucking knight of the round table. He's gonna be super honorable. No. No, not, <laughs> That's not yeah. how it was at all.
2: Not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> from the way that like we've been spoon fed from other media media is another cinema. That's what I kinda thought it was gonna be. Is like he starts off like, you know, a guy that like hangs out at the brothels and he's not very honorable and like throughout his trials he becomes more honorable is what I thought it was gonna be. But no, he's kinda shitty throughout the entire movie.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And- Which in like um I think yeah in Merlin he is sort of shitty at the beginning, but then he like starts to grow and learn. He definitely doesn't do that here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah, it's a super good movie. I wouldn't call it fun, but I'd call it extremely entertaining. Yeah. Um. Very well done. I'd give it probably a nine as well. I'm not gonna give it a ten because there's literally some scenes you can't see. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like it's definitely not perfect, but the things that it does well, it does
1: very well. Absolutely, it does. Um. Awesome. That was fun. Um. I'm gonna say here, uh, if people want to get a hold of us, you can do that by going to our link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot e forward slash L-O-I-P. You can find that in all of our descriptions and stuff for things. We put that in there. In um, all the bios for all the things. If you're listening to this, there's a bio somewhere. You're listening to it. We're in that. Um, <laughs> you can catch us Wednesday nights and Saturday nights on Twitch. Um, as of this recording, E on Wednesdays is playing a game called Button City. It's fucking adorable. It's just super, super cute. cute. It's the most charming thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and as of this recording this upcoming Saturday E will continue his journey through Half-Life this Saturday tonight as we're recording this Sam is going to be playing a short hike
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: <laughs> and then we're probably going to throw something else in there too
3: yeah we'll see it'll be a random little surprise yeah, yeah.
1: there's a little surprise in there um, yeah so catch us on Twitch catch us there uh, if you want to email us you can get a hold of us directly there uh, the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your favorite belt.
3: Okay. Not your chis belt, though, no, please. Not Whatever your, cum your belt. favorite belt is. No, don't send us your cum belt.
1: <laughs> if you do, please wash it first. <laughs> I don't know your life.
0: Uh... <laughs>
2: Robbie, yeah, get us out of here. So, if you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another. Make sure to be chivalrous, so that way you can keep your head. (laughs) (laughs) And make sure to be safe. And whether this is the very first time that you've listened to us, or you've been listening since the very beginning,
1: thank you for listening. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Sam.
3: Yep, thank you for having me here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Robbie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Of course. Thank you out there in the audience for being a friend. Um... Going back again. I don't know the lyrics. Traveling down the road and back
2: again. (laughs) (laughs) Having a true heart. Being a pal and a confidant.
3: Uh, Being generous and... um, Pious. um, Don't have sex, (laughs) apparently. Don't let
2: some girl in her Don't let strangers give you
1: (laughs) handjobs. In their weird castle cabins. Yeah. (laughs) Never release anything good. Be safe out there, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for sticking
0: around. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.